broadcasting from an undisclosed location. From a secret hunting spot known only to him and the guy who told him about it and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics. All right, Stephen, you're up, mate, in the trap. Stand, see the barrel over the front. Nice and safe. Shooting, mate, caught up to on that second shot. Yeah. He's always catching <laughs> up on the second. All right, Stephen, you ready? Yep. Remote. Behind. Again. You're at front that time, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Here we go again. Dusted it. Perfect. Welcome back to another week of The Hunting Show. And coming to you from an awesome location, it's just gone dark and we've been out here. You would have heard the soundbite introing the show of us doing a little bit of trap shooting with Mark Clinch, Mike Felton, and I also have James Bell from Evolve Outdoors, or you probably know it more as Hunter's Element. I'm going to get to you in a minute, James. But first of all, Mark, this place. Now, we're not. why, why were we here and, um, and what were we doing? I mean, we're here to to pull the trigger for one. So we're we're in a little bit of a location just um, north of Taupo. We've got a few automatic traps set up with the remote, and we're pretty much getting our eye on for next weekend because we all know what's happening next weekend. And that is really important, isn't it? Getting your eye and going out, smashing over some clays, because otherwise you arrive on the weekend. Particularly if you've been mucking around with centerfires and out hunting deer and in the raw, or even shooting those twenty twos. Just a completely different style of shooting. And I even found the first couple of shots I did today um, just had to really think about it. And you're better doing that on a clay than you are on a duck, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you spend all this time waiting and buying your decoys and everything, and then you can't hit anything. Mm. Cool. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So this is actually part of our preparation, is uh, getting out somewhere like this and getting your eye in. And the interesting thing I found today, and I wanted your opinions, I really struggled to switch between 20-gauge, 12-gauge. I'd switch over, it'd take me two or three shots actually to get my natural instinct back, and I don't know if that's what you'd call it, but just to, to get it right again. So I ended up, been going back to the 12 and sticking with the 12 for most of it um, which is interesting because I kind of planned on the weekend to come to actually go between the two depending on what I was up to what do you reckon I mean you've got two completely different guns one's inertia one's gas one's 12 mm-hmm. gauge 120 it's like driving a Land Rover four-wheel drive then jumping in a Ferrari and expecting to drive around the paddock exactly the same and it's not going to work well it does work but you're not going to be as smooth as you would be through Land Rover and that sort of thing now, Mike, this is the first time you've shot at this particular facility. What do you reckon? I reckon I did indeed too bad, actually. I was um, pleasantly surprised with the amount of clays I was smashing in with a ribbon from Skitty and uh, yourself. So, lovely spot and a very good setup. Mm. And you weren't a cocky about it at all? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no. Now, now, you were shooting your own load there. <laughs> Got to be careful how we say that, but you were shooting uh, ammunition that you've loaded yourself. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, it's called uh, Sin Steel. Um, it's a steel duck load. Um, the ones we're using today were uh, 7 eighths of an ounce, number threes, doing round about 17 to 17.50 feet a second. Um, it was actually quite interesting. The first time I've actually heard them, uh, one of mine, then one of a trap, and you can actually really hear the difference, but there's no... Uh, appreciable uh, extra fat recoil which is really surprising mm. now james uh, we, this was your first go at 
trap? Would I be right in assuming that? Or if it wasn't your first, you certainly haven't done it for a little while. Uh, how did you, how do you reckon you went today? You know, I was really pleased. It's been a long time since um, since I've shot you know a pretty a larger gauge gun. Um, it's been even longer since I've well, I haven't shot in a while. It's uh, especially in New Zealand, starting to shoot more with with movement and proper traps. It's a total game changer, and it's a great opportunity to start retraining the eye and, and getting used to the feel for it. I mean, you know, practice and, you know, and re- repetition like this, it's invaluable. It's an essential thing for next weekend. So for me to get back in the saddle, wow, what a fantastic facility to do it. I'm, I'm stoked. Now, we were shooting, it was interesting, I had a look down the lineup of guns today, and there was, I think, seven Berettas, one Benelli and one Eka. <laughs> so that was actually our lineup. Why do people keep going back? We're not selling Berettas. They're not paying us for this. But why do you think? It's those, those Italian guns starting with B, eh? Yeah, I, quality comes to mind. And you buy gun. Well, all guns last. But these, these shoot over and over again and over and over again and over and over again. And doing what we did today, I don't think we had one jam. Maybe I think one of the initial guns on a light trap load, which happens that's what Michigan is so yeah it's it's interesting mm. to see and Mike you would have noticed the same thing it was it was definitely a lineup of those those Italian um, ladies what do you reckon but you can't beat Italian ladies for starters I mean <laughs> you, you know the sheer you know I tried it uh, when you were nailing the shop earlier and I, I threw it up on a swordfish on the wall and every time I threw it up it was like a foot to the left and a foot low then I switched to your Beretta, not my own, and it was bang on target again. So for me personally, the comb, the heel, everything fits my shooting style, which, of course, you saw just before, mm. not being cocky about it. But um, to me, I've shot with SKBs, I've shot with Winchesters and Beretta. I wouldn't now get rid of the Beretta. Mm. I'll put it to you that way. There's nothing wrong with a Benelli, though, eh? I've never shot one, so I can't, I can't comment. Mm. What do you reckon, Mark? I mean, we, we, I, I, I'm personally, I like the Benelli I think it's I own it so I've got to be a little bit of a fan but um, tell us a little bit about the difference actually I think you're probably the best person to do that between the two styles I mean yes they're completely different really well they're the same but different if that makes any sense so your your Benelli being inertia there's a lot less moving parts more felt recoil because obviously the bolt's firing back a lot harder because there's no gas doing the big cycle but you go to the Beretta which very reliable uh, but more moving parts, which some people aren't a fan of, and more parts to clean, and more parts to look after. Mm. Yeah, hang on, Mike had something to say. Just in saying about the cleaning side of it, I don't clean my Beretta probably as much as I'd clean my Centrefire because it doesn't really ever give me any problems. Like, so I shoot nine weekends out of nine. You know, that's you know I live for this time of year. I would clean my gun only once, probably a fortnight. And it just never gives me any problems. That's one of the reasons I love my bloody Beretta. It's just great. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what you can rely on as well. When you buy a good quality gun, is that it keeps going. It keeps going. Now you and I, Mark, I'm going to expand on that a little bit. Talk today about gun maintenance off air, or we were talking about particularly about me cleaning the old Beretta. What do you do? What's the, what are you, what are your main tips when someone buys a new gun? And you've probably like me seen some shotguns coming into the season, and they are in really bad nick they've had a bad life and they're not being looked after so what are your what are your three major tips for looking after a shotgun don't over oil defoul and keep lubricated yeah if that makes sense yeah yeah yeah. and mike what about you yeah no that's exactly it and when you just keep lubricated don't 
buy cheap oil, buy good quality, long-lasting, high-pressure oil, because at the end of the day, there's some fairly high pressures going on inside a, you know, a gas gun, um, and if you're using the cheap stuff, you find it actually burns off quicker, it tarnishes easier, it actually turns into carbon, you know, like a gummy carbon, where if you use the good stuff, it doesn't, and it'll keep going for longer. Now, if we're talking about one thing that I saw happen today, and it gave James a little bit of a, a fright, was the, the, the flames out the front of the gun. What happened there? Oh, it's just the odd hot load comes through, and I think um, a little bit of a coming into the evening. It always happens. Even duck shooting in the evening, you'll see at the end of your barrel, all these big glows. It's quite cool. Yeah, yeah, but there was actually quite a lot of flames all of a sudden, wasn't there? And it sort of lingered. Was that just what? Was there something left over? Oh no, there's not really nothing much left over. I mean, Mike does all the reload, and you'd agree there's not much left there to, to ignite. Really, is there? No, shaking the head. So it was just the odd hot load come through. What you can get from time to time, and especially with factory ammo, is powder and shot. You know, they're supposed to be separated by a wad. Now, sometimes, especially if it's a common drop tube, so what that means is the powder goes down the same tube as the shot, some powder won't all go into the bottom of the case. Then you put your wad in, and then your shot comes down after it. Now, the shot, of course, is heavier than powder. We can all understand that principle. So that pushes the shot... Uh, sorry, pushes the powder down with the shot. So you actually get powder in amongst your shot. Especially using steel... Mm you can see what's going to happen. You know, two pieces of steel will compress against a piece of powder and you will see long flame at the barrel, if you like. It's it's nothing dangerous. It's just what happens. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I don't think anyone thought it was dangerous, but it gave someone a bit of a fright and, and looked kind of cool, especially on dark. Now, I'm going to sort of break from what we're talking about very quickly because if you follow us on Facebook or Twitter or even on Instagram you would have seen we are doing a great giveaway with some of the um, Hunter's Element product and James you happen to be from Hunter's Element and I want you to give us a spiel on it now this is this is blatantly commercial but what why what is it about the wing camo that makes it different and then what about the drake clothing the stuff that you could win if you like us on facebook and go and enter that competition fill in the form answer the question what's different about it um i mean hunters element clothing one of the things that people don't realize is it's designed by new zealand hunters here in new zealand and one of the things that we started thinking about when we were looking at camo is two things there's no piece of landscape that looks the exact same in New Zealand. Everybody hunts from different uh, areas, different colorways. So we want to try to blend in with all of it. But the other big thing is when ducks, when you're shooting at ducks, they're getting their first look at you from above. So they're looking at sharp, little, pointy, high contrasty tops of trees. They're not looking at big, broad, bright, you know, blades of grass. If they can see a blade of grass, you know, from going over top of you, well, it just it just looks weird. So that's why we do our wing camo differently. We're we're trying to look at the perspective not of the human looking on a clothing rack. We're trying to look at from the waterfowl coming over your head, going, I can't wait to meet you. Um, you know, so so that's why it is a little bit of a different it's it's kind of a different camo pattern than others. Um the Drake we designed for the guy who wants to be a little bit more soft and comfortable. Um it's got some insulation, it's a little bit quieter. You know, it's not quite as high abrasion because that guy doesn't need it. Um, we then did a, you know, a different jacket called the Whistler, which is a really loud jacket, but it's for that really hard-wearing guy, that guy who's going to sit in a puddle all day. 
you know, has a Mai Mai that's full of chicken wire and busted nails, you know, so it's a little bit more for the harder guys. So we, we try to make stuff basically for a little bit of everybody, but in the end of the day, it's just so that you have an amazing experience, you know, on the first shot of duck season. And that's right, we're only a few sleeps out, and if you're listening to this in archive, and many of you will be, um, we're, we're only five sleeps out, because uh, this is obviously Monday night, so we're, actually, Mike's got his little timer up here, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we're five, or four sleeps, actually, four sleeps, because, uh, yeah, five sleeps, four sleeps. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, but it's Monday, remember. It's Monday. Show's Monday. Show's Monday. Show's Monday. Show's Monday. (laughs) Everyone's a bit confused. Anyway, let's get back to this. What What have you done in preparation for this season, Mike? Because we're only (laughs) let's and not a full list, but let's talk about that. Um, Start in November by feeding out, uh, resetting. You know, traps haven't attended to from the summer hunt. uh, You know, chasing deer. Um, So feed out traps, planting, we need to plant anything around to give a bit more um, cover. Um, and actually, I just want to touch on that. Uh, James is something interesting. A lot of guys will go out and they'll buy um, camo that's not specifically uh, uh, for New Zealand conditions. Now, it's different foli- uh, foliage, right? Where I shoot, it's all willows, it's all one colour. So I want something that blends in with one colour. Um, and I find that the drake jacket actually does that very well so when you're out there looking at your posse make sure that what you're wearing blends in with your surroundings mm. that's pretty important um and then of course my mind is fairly substantial so give it a clean you know get rid of wetters and spiders and you know bug right. vomit and rats and and um and then i spend the rest of the time loading my uh, loading my shot shells and, and restringing decoys and everything and all i have to take down next weekend now because i stayed down there last night and did a bird count um, and I won't say where it is on air or how many birds because I don't want anyone else turning up. Um, we're going to have a very good shoot. So next weekend on Friday, all I need to take is my gun, um, ammo, and my food. Hmm. Now I'm just across from you, and you've helped me out an awful lot with my my my. What do you what do you think? You know, you were you were wrapped earlier to see someone is using that spot. Um, and we've really put something up there that's a little bit more substantial than what was there. Um, how did you find that? You're actually helping someone else get through their project and make it a, a, a good season, hopefully. Well, I actually, you know, I mean, a mate of mine built that my my uh, many years ago because it was a bit of a spot on the lake where birds would go and sit, and they were very safe there. So we built that you know, with the intention of shooting it, you know, sort of more than we actually ended up shooting it. Reason being is because you know with the feeding and the trapping, you know, we were getting enough birds where we were. We didn't have to go looking for them. Um, so to help you guys out there is actually you know it's I'm actually quite chuffed that someone's shown an interest. I got off their ass, and you haven't so much asked um, sort of me to do much really. You know, but I've been willing to give my time because it's good to see someone you know getting out and getting into it. I mean, this is your first season doing an opening, if I'm not uh, mistaken. It's a long time. Yeah. And you are going to have a ball. Hmm. You know, what I saw this morning when I crawled out of the sack at half past eight, <laughs> um, you are going to shoot some mallards where you are parked and the geese and the parries are flying right over top of you. So you're going to really enjoy it. James. Sorry, I think you made up a great point. Um, I keep hearing as I travel all throughout the North Island that the weather sucks for ducks. You know, it's been warm, it's been dry, duck season's going to be terrible, blah, blah, blah. The ducks are here. 
all over the place at every pond that I drive past, there is tons of waterfowl. You know, you're seeing it, anybody's traveling around, you know, whether you're ready, whether you like this kind of weather or you think this weather's appropriate, the ducks right now don't care. They're coming. The question is, are you ready? I completely agree. My rebuttal is this. All of those, and this is not a personal attack on anyone because everyone's um, situation and circumstances is completely different. I'm very fortunate. I own my own business. I can I can shoot off at 12 o'clock on you know, Thursday and go down and do what I need. A lot of people who moan about there's no ducks a, what are you doing about it? And B, can you do something about it? Mm. Um, so those are my two points on that. Where we are, you know, me and Stephen shoot next weekend. I've done, I don't want to say how much work down there because it's probably quite embarrassing, really. Um, you know, I live, this time of year, I've shot at the same place for over 30 years. Showing my age now. But um, it's what you put in is what you get out. It's the same as anything in life. And Mark, you've done some preparation. Actually, your pond's not far from here, and we were there a few weeks ago for the for a show. What were you? Where, where did you get to? Or what have you done since then? Actually, since then, I actually last week shot out after work and painted in the dark. I haven't seen it in light since. I hope it looks good. Didn't miss any parts. But <laughs> two Heinekens and a, and a paintbrush. I was there until about eight o'clock, which is, which was quite interesting. Um, and this week after work as well, I'm going to be pretty much chucking the last of my camo stuff on, making sure everything's ready to go, and a little track to the uh, my, my and counting my ammo. Hmm. And James, what, what's your plans for duck shooting this year? Because I haven't actually asked you that. Duck shooting, um, I've been really fortunate. I've got a few invitations out over in Napier, um, as well as down in um, down around Palmy. Um, the guys even down around uh, Kerry Kerry have invited me. It, this is the great thing is you know being new to the country. Um, there's lots of people who are keen to to you know take guys who are new, relatively new mm. to come out. You know all it all it takes is just express an interest. Ask your local shop. You know if you don't know what's going on, ask them. Man, the guys are keen to tell you. Mm. I've been practicing my duck calls in my truck, all <laughs> driving while listening from the last episode that you the, the episode you guys did on duck calls and pausing it mm. and then screaming my duck call <laughs> at backpackers on the highway. I tell you, in Auckland they don't like it when I come by. But you know what? <laughs> but it's again, it's getting ready. So you know, hopefully, uh, you know, I'll make sure that I pack my gear. Um, I've got everything set up. Bring some good food, bring some good bourbon, and uh, and look forward to getting some uh, plugging some ducks all around the coast. And, and you know the food, the food is something that that I'm passionate about. I like the I I enjoy cooking for other people, and and certainly that time with your friends and um, and your fellow shooters. That's it sounds corny, but I I really enjoy that part of the whole experience. I take a lot of good food out, spend a lot of thought on on the menu. I mean we're talking everything from venison, bacon, uh, which you've got some, Mike as well. And uh, what did you think of that? Well, I actually had some last night in the Mai Mai. Yeah. Chris the Mai Mai with the fellow venison bacon, and <laughs> by God, is it good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we've got a little bit of venison bacon, on, probably on both sides of the water. Um, there's definitely some good breakfast, bacon, eggs. We've got lamb shanks. Um, steak i think is on our menu and ian who i'm shooting with actually reckons that's one of the favorite things about hunting with me is i always provide really good food well i'll look at this way um where i shoot generally we have to stop shooting about 9 nine thirty because we're done we've got our limits now what do we do for the rest of the day one is we eat like kings 
I <laughs> I actually come home. I'm not exactly a biafran. Mm. I'm I'm a rotund. <laughs> I I come. <laughs> you know, let's be honest. I mean, I'm a fat little bastard. Now, I actually come home fatter than when I left. Mm. Um, but hey, that's all part of it. You know, mate uh, Stephen, who I do shoot with, he's a skinny little hoer. Um, and he goes home bigger as well, so you know it's a win-win. Mm. And what about you, Mark? What's what about what's the food for you? Oh, classic bacon and egg pie. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. I just love that pie in the morning. I can't really eat much. I'm too excited to have a coffee on the way out and bacon and egg pie with some with some with some tomato sauce. And I'll try and slot some back while we call in ducks. And then the old pie goes down the corner and it's, oh, it's a terrible mess. Yeah, I have to laugh because I noticed that guys have been going to a bunch of duck calling nights and a bunch of duck nights around the North Island. And I see guys and they show up and they're so stoked to be able to put on some black makeup to kite up their moon face. And I don't know how I feel about men wearing makeup, but that's all right. It's their choice. Um, but does that not smear all over the pie? And like, I mean, does that not just get a little bit gross? Because you, you, your foundation gets on yours, doesn't it, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> it's a different kind of pancake makeup, mate. Eh? <laughs> it's his lipstick that worries me. <laughs> so, yeah, so Mark, what do you, you get? You, is that all you have? So you've got your bacon and egg pie, a bit of tea sauce? Yeah, bacon and egg pie, tea sauce, uh, maybe a bottle of water. And um, this year I'll actually be working, so I'll have to take, eat my pie quickly before I go back to work. <laughs> and we've told everyone the story about why you're working for opening weekend. We won't go there again. Just very quickly, hydration is actually very important for mm. shooting. Um, you know, Mark just said bottle of water. Now, a cup of tea in the morning to wake yourself up, a cup of coffee, hey, that's great. To stay alert and, and to keep your muscles moving as they should, you know, everything firing, you know, lining yourself up, drink lots of water. It doesn't matter if you're standing there having a pee and a bird comes in. I mean, you drop one gun, pick up the other. I mean, you just go for it. <laughs> but you've got to have water. Yeah. Yeah, very, very good point. Um, other than that, that's kind of us. We're ready to go. Only a few sleeps left. Opening weekend is coming. Had a great time out here. And thank you, Mark, you organised this. And thank you to the, the landowners as well for letting us come out and use their trap and the and the facility, right? You know, it's really good of, of the family to let us out here and, and do what we've done today. I think it's, it's helped a lot of the boys um, just get that first initial pulling of the trigger, bit of recoil, bit of burning powder. There we go. Oh, oh. <laughs> and and the other thing, remember, there's the other competition for duck shooting, and that is you can win the ultimate My My Upgrade. That's with a UFO cooker. Same deal. Find us on Facebook, scroll down the page. All you've got to do is chuck your entries in, answer a very simple question, what does UFO stand for? And it isn't unidentified flying object it is universal food oven and you could win that great prize i've told you the answer no one complain it isn't hard and i have looked down the list of entries and a couple of people have got it wrong i can't believe it but these things happen it could be all yours we're going to be drawing that at the end of the first week of duck shooting in fact we're drawing both of those draws for the great um hunter's element product and the ufo cooker and at the end of the first week of duck shooting james thank you for coming oh thank you for having me like i said getting out and uh, getting some pre-shots in there's no nothing better there's no better way to get ready and stoked for the uh, for the experience so thank you and mike i'll be seeing you well before next weekend i'm sure but definitely hanging out next weekend having a good time i am departing at 12 o'clock on friday I will not be home until probably 8 o'clock on Sunday. See you out there and hot barrel, my friend. And Mark, last word from you. Have a good weekend, guys.
<laughs> that was about as corny as it could be. Wow. Thank you very much. Be careful out there, guys. Be safe for opening weekend. I don't want to hear of any disasters and accidents. It's, it's not necessary. It's completely avoidable. So definitely be safe and good hunting. In your stand, Rory. <laughs> Shooting black dust. Yep. Oh, now we're talking, boys. Yep. Woo! It's yep. on. <laughs> Hurry up, Rory. <laughs> Load your gun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Had to steal it. <laughs> Aaron, jump in there, son. Broadcasting from an undisclosed location, from a secret hunting spot known only to him, and the guy who told him about it, and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics.